Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On our Oakwood Hardula's Talk and Text line from Go247, Glenn West. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us. Glenn, I was telling us to Bob, you could not have a better week than what LSU did last week. Okay, you win the bowl game and, you know, in sort of dramatic fashion, come from two touchdowns back and, and Nussmeyer does some magic there to get you back. And then you make a couple plays on defense, which you hadn't made all uh, game and all season long, and were able to kind of shut it down. Then you get the top running back for 2025 in Harlem Berry. And then Bryce Underwood uh, Saturday makes the commit uh, to them. You got a couple transfer people. Man, it's like, it's a it's the gold mine, Yana. I mean, they won it big time. Yeah, uh, they made our lives uh, busy last week. That's for dang. That's, sure sure. right. that's, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, you can also throw in them uh, moving on from their entire defensive staff and hiring a defensive coordinator in there as well. So, uh, yes, very busy week. It feels like it was four weeks ago that I was in Tampa, but uh, literally it was about six or seven days ago. So, uh, yeah. But it's been great. It's been a really good, uh, I think, positive kind of last few days for LSU for sure. Your thoughts on Blake Baker? I, I got to know Blake uh not so much when he was a player with the Green Wave, but then he became defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech, and then Coach O hired him in that final year. He was coaching the linebackers. I know Coach O thought a lot of Blake uh, as a coach and thought he would eventually be a head coach somewhere uh, one day. Your thoughts on bringing in Blake Baker? Now, we don't know about staff, and I always think that's important of what you've got around you because um, players are one thing. Man, coaches are 1B. And, and, and you know, uh, uh, Glenn, when I talk with Mike about this, I think it did come into play. You look at connections and you connect the dots. Uh, that when you look at it, okay, uh, uh, he goes to Missouri. They have 106 in yards allowed per game, uh, right at 435. Then the year he arrived in and Missouri, finishes 34th nationally in yards allowed per game uh, the past two seasons. One of the better units in the SEC. But the point being, what I'm bringing up here, is that he's only 41 years of age. He's formed, uh, to say the least, a deep Louisiana connection, even though he grew up in Houston. He started at linebacker with three years at Tulane, so he knows the area. His wife, uh, Rosalind Jones, what was that, all-SEC soccer player at LSU from Mandeville. So it just seems like, I, I don't know, why would you stay in Columbia, Missouri? You can come back home and coach the LSU fight Tigers. And they'll pay you $2 million a yeah, year. Two, that two that and really half. helps pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, $2.5 million a year for Blake Baker. I'm sure that got him thinking real good about uh, about his situation with LSU. But uh, just kind of overwhelm, overall thoughts, I, I think it's a really great hire. I mean, 
Uh, Brian Kelly, I think, had this guy in the back of his mind even before uh, you know these moves were made over the last week. I think if the, the change is going to come, he was going to have that. Uh, Blake Baker is kind of one of the first guys on his mind, and he went after him, attacked him, uh, and did enough, and obviously, to, to get the deal done. So, uh, really great hire. You, know, you talk about the, the ties. It just makes sense on so many different levels. I mean, you throw in the fact that he coached linebackers in 2021 with LSU. He kind of resurged Damone Clark's career at LSU, and Damone Clark has spoken uh, a lot about how he helped uh, you know, develop him as a player. He recruited Harold, Harold Perkins for a whole year. He's coached Greg Penn. He's coached uh, a couple of these guys that have been uh, with the program for a couple of years now. So I think there's a foundation here that he comes into knowing uh, what it takes to, 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 to be a coordinator at this level. And uh, like you mentioned, Bobby, he, he did a fantastic job with Missouri. I mean, they went from a the 133rd ranked defense right. <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I think they were top 25 uh, nationally this yeah. year in points uh, per game as well. So, like, they uh, they did a really, really nice job these last two years. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the quotes that I keep coming back to a couple of years ago when he was hired as linebackers coach uh, was just how much he loves recruiting this area. He loves recruiting Louisiana talent. Uh, he's going to obviously be able to do that a lot able to turn this LSU defense around, uh, he'll be on a short list of a lot of head coaching jobs around the country uh, when they when they become available. So I think this is a good move for him. It's a good move, obviously, for LSU, who wants to be pursuing championships here uh, in the very, very near future and uh, just seems like a match made in heaven kind of hire. Well, uh, Glenn, uh, the bottom line is I'm not saying you got to have a dominant uh, amongst the best defense. Uh, because you look how the game is structured. Uh, you want a prolific offense. Uh, but you look at the Tigers, what ranked 108 total defense, giving up like 417 yards a game, uh, basically. Uh, 28 points per game, that was 81st. But uh, that number rose significantly when you look at pow- a Power 5 competition. So I'm looking, you go on, like uh, generate a pass rush. They struggle that, missed tackles. And then the soft coverage. Uh, how are you going to close out and be impactful? I'm just thinking, I don't know, can you be like in the 50s or 60s? I'm not even uh, talking about, uh, can you be at least, if you look at all the, the the programs in college football, okay, can we be at least in the middle? Now, I, I know uh, Nussmeyer, uh, all of, uh, a quarterback, and I'm not saying we're going to have the number one offense overall, but can you be in that top 12? But defensively, I think that's a big win if Coach Baker can even get them, like, middle of the pack and, and uh, out of all the teams in college football. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what LSU would have been like this year if they right. had a middle-of-the-pack <laughs> defense? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I think they – they in the Final Four. <laughs> I think you'd see them playing in this game right now if they had a competent defense last year instead of a historically bad one. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that there's something to that. And, you know, look, this offense is in a really great spot going forward with Nussmeyer, with – uh, you know, I would imagine just coordinator uh, Cortez Hankton uh, sticking around the staff, and uh, certainly with what you got building on the O line with Brad Davis, the the offensive future is looking very bright. You just need somebody to come in here and try to rectify and help this defense out. I think Baker's the guy for the job. We'll see what kind of position coaches they put around him. Uh, you know, you're hearing a lot of buzz around Corey Raymond, and is that a, a, you know a potential reuniting there? Um, but, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of guys that I think they're going to be talking to here over the next several days to a week and, and filling out this staff. But, you know, look, 
they'll always be able to find talent at LSU. It's just going to be about can you develop them the right way. Uh, and I think that they've got a really good start here with Baker uh, kind of coming in to, to bring his attacking style defense. They're going to they're gonna come at you next year. I think that's going to be a, a really big thing. You're not going to be able to drop in zone a whole lot next year with LSU's defense. They're going to bring the house at you, and I think that's – uh, that's a good kind of change of pace I think this defense is looking forward to. Glenn, uh, Noah Kane made it official. Uh, I'd heard from a couple of different sources that he's coming out early for the NFL draft. And uh, you lose Logan Diggs. Uh, I think there's a spot maybe to bring in another running back. It's, it is a good class, but I do know one thing. Other than linemen, running backs get hurt the most. Uh, that that's something to watch, and you will bring back Josh Williams uh, has basically. But man, Caleb Jackson, he's the guy. But, 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 but Mike, you and Glenn, I don't know. Educate me. Logan Diggs, it seemed like he brought a lot of stability. He goes to Notre Dame. He comes back home. Because he's not going to be the guy next year. So that's why he's leaving? Well, uh, I see Caleb Jackson. No, no. So, so where is he going? I mean, he just he thinks Man, that. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, he transferred a portal. Because to me, it was like all of a sudden, Coach Kelly trusts him and all that. And all of a sudden, okay, I'm transferring. Uh, explain that to me. I don't know. Okay, uh, all I know like is... I see that talent of Caleb Jackson. Glenn can talk about that. And then you got the young freshman coming in, Trey Holly there. But I think that shadow of Caleb Jackson loomed over him. That's just my opinion on it. Look, I think they'll be okay without Logan Diggs. You know, I think another factor here with Diggs is unfortunately he got hurt uh, in this last Wisconsin game. And we're hearing it's a pretty significant knee injury. Uh, for him, uh, not sure when he'll actually be ready to play again. So, okay. uh, I think it's just a, it's an opportunity for him to maybe go elsewhere and see if he can't rehab that injury and get a lot of carries in a short amount of time. And I just don't think you were going to get that uh, here at LSU with a with a guy like Caleb Jackson who really seems to be uh, ready to take that next step as a player. Uh, Trey Holly is very enticing. Josh Williams is obviously a, a guy that I think you'll see as a part of the rotation, and then. Yeah, Caden Durham's a really, really talented freshman, top 100 player who's coming in here. He'll he'll push for playing time as well. So, you know, you had eight scholarship backs this last year, and that was probably just too many. Uh, so having four, you know, maybe you bring in an extra one I here think so. over the next couple months. Uh, you know, four or five, I think, kind of seems like the nice kind of ideal range of running backs and instead of eight like you carried for most of this last year. Now, uh, Glenn, what is your take? Uh, obviously, uh, you take advantage opportunity. You look at Nussmeyer. He threw for almost 400 yards in the bowl game. Then you got uh, the transfer portal, just the day and age we live in. Uh, the quarterback coming over uh, for Band- from Vanderbilt. Uh, so is it like, I don't know, it's Nussmeyer's job, obviously, to lose. But, but what's your take on that? Uh, because that is so important to trigger, man. And uh, obviously, uh, Nussmeyer's going to have games uh, – you know, with Jane Daniels, uh, you always look at his rushing yards, but Nussmeyer might be like zero attempts, zero yards, uh, because he's just going to flick it out there. But, but what's your take on him keeping the job, and you you think that'll be uh, the case in point, even though you have the transfers, and obviously uh, as a fan, uh, you should welcome competition, even as a player, uh, made the best man win. Yeah, look, they're different styles for sure, and I, I certainly wouldn't want to be the guy that has to follow a Heisman Trophy winner uh, at any place that, he get, that, you're, that you're in. But I think Garrett's been in this system now for three years. I think he understands what it takes to be a starter. Uh, I think having those three weeks to prepare as a starter 
leading up to that Wisconsin game is a great indication for him of what he can do uh, in terms of a weekly preparation, knowing that he's the guy. Uh, I think he goes into the spring with a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, that 98-yard touchdown drive in the fourth quarter, uh, when you're down to Wisconsin late in the fourth quarter, that that's big-time stuff there. I mean, he completed some really nice passes to Kyron Lacey, to Chris Hilton, you know, guys that are going to be a part of this uh, rotation next year for him at receiver. Uh, and so having that kind of game experience with those guys already, I think is really going to help propel that unit going into the offseason. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's waited his turn. He's done things the right way. He's said all the right things. Uh, I, I think this is absolutely going to be Garrett's job to lose. Uh, you bring in Swan, I think it's a good kind of guy to challenge him and compete with him. Uh, but I kind of equate this a lot to what, you know, Garrett was facing the last two years with Jaden Daniels. You know, Jaden kind of comes in, he earns that job. Uh, and Garrett was going to have to take it from him. And I think that's going to be kind of the situation here you see with Swan, with Ricky Collins, with uh, Colin Hurley, the young freshman that they brought in this year. Uh, that, that's that's going to be kind of the situation, I think. I think this is going to be Garrett's job to lose. I think one guy to watch in the spring, and, and I'm a big center guy, the development of D.J. Chester. Um, he was a guy who had played on the outside. They kicked him in the center. We got an opportunity. I know he impressed the coaches. Uh, Coach Davis was really impressed with him. But solidifying that center spot with a big man, and that's what Brian Kelly has always talked about, uh, having a big man center. Man, DJ Chester is someone to watch because I think he's got the talent to be a very talented and a really good player at the SEC level. I think while we talk a lot about Nussmeyer and all that, he, I think, is a big key at that center spot. This offensive line, I think, is going to be tested in a way that maybe they haven't been the last two years because, you know, a lot of mistakes that you can make as an offensive line can be combated by what Jaden Daniels is able to do with his legs, scrambling ability and extending plays. So this is going to be a big kind of test for them, I think. You know, this is a very good unit. I think you're going to be looking at a situation here where they get, you know, three, four uh, of their starters back uh, from this past year. So, uh, you know, how you kind of lean into this offseason, knowing that you have that continuity, knowing that you have some really quality backups to you. They have some really nice depth at the offensive line. Uh, they can go three deep at a lot of different positions. Um, but, yeah, I think just it, it's going to be a big year for that group and certainly for D.J. Chester now that, uh, you know, a guy like uh, uh, Charles Turner is off to the NFL. So uh, there, this is going to be great development for him uh, coming back in the spring, seeing what he's made of. But, uh, I do think that if there's a position group that maybe isn't being talked about a whole ton uh, because you just kind of know what you have in them, it's probably the offensive right. line just because there's there's so much uh, continuity returning to that group. I agree so, with you. Hey, hey, so, Losing Jaden, man, he took a lot of weight off you. No, no, come on. I mean, he was one of the Heisman. He was magic with his feet. But, Glenn, when you look at it now, going forward, uh, you know we have no patience if you're an LSU Tiger fan. <laughs> And you look, expanded playoffs. The two part question. Uh, I think, is that a realistic expectation year in and year out? I would say uh, every five years, at least three out of five, that you're in the top 12 and you're part of that number. Uh, you might say, oh, we got to be in the top 12 every year. I don't know if that's going to happen. But at least three out of the five, I think that's realistic. And when you look at it, have you ever? I mean, uh, you sound young to me. I don't know how old you are, but you sound young to me. Uh, so I'm thinking, there's never, 
You want to talk about household name schedule-wise. You're playing USC in Las Vegas. You got UCLA coming to Baton Rouge. You got Alabama coming to Baton Rouge. And you got Oklahoma. I have never. I'm telling you, I've been since a little boy. And I'm 63 years old. But they have never had this kind of schedule as far as from an entertaining entertainment standpoint for the LSU Fighting Tigers. I want you to elaborate on that because, listen, I look, okay, you go to USC, where they're at, maybe not the USC of old. I was at that game because uh, Hobie Brenner, who I played with, was playing at, at USC when it was so, uh, the heat index was so unbelievable. Now they're playing in Las Vegas. But I'm just telling you, the opponents they're playing in the upcoming schedule, if you can be in that number, why wouldn't you want to go to Baton Rouge? It's going to be unbelievable, the games they have. Yeah, this is a this is an elite level uh, schedule for LSU for sure. And I'll answer your first part first. I, I do think that the the goal next year should absolutely be one of the beat uh, one of the top twelve teams in this in this playoff. I mean, I think they have the talent. They're they're bringing in the coaching staff. They think can get them there. Uh, I, I think it would probably be a, a a bit of a failure if they're not into that twelve team playoff picture next year, uh, just because of all the players they have coming back. You know, Brian Kelly has preached continuity and. Uh, you know they've gotten a lot of these pieces back in the fold. I think you've got to take that next step as a program and get into the playoff picture. Uh, but yes, this schedule. I mean, I look back at 2019. Obviously, when you play Texas on the road, that was a big year uh, for non-conference play. But I mean, when you're welcoming US UCLA to, to Tiger Stadium, you're welcoming Oklahoma to Tiger Stadium next right. year. UC, USC in Vegas. I mean, this is a this is a star-studded, uh, uh, you know, schedule for LSU next year, and man, it's going to be a ton of fun to cover, and I can't wait for it because there, there's a lot of quality programs, a lot of rich history that LSU is going to be playing uh, to try to get to that championship level next year. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. And, uh, man, uh, Michigan, they look for real. Man, that defense is getting yeah. after those Huskies on offense. they that pass rush on the Pennix. Thanks so much, yeah. Glenn. Appreciate it, buddy. I apologize. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All, All right, Glenn. Glenn West from Go247. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.